Just after I posted the last video around vertical versus horizontal injection techniques, I saw someone doing vertical injection techniques on Instagram. And to be honest, it highlighted a major issue, which is around the word precision. I believe that you can get wildly different outcomes despite people being trained in the same way with the same techniques, and it all boils down to precision. And that's what we'll be discussing today on the Aesthetics Mastery Show. So what is precision made up of? We can almost all thread a piece of cotton through the eye of a needle when we need to. So I'm going to exclude for most people that it's a matter of coordination, but also because I can't help with those of you who lack coordination and I suspect you've weeded yourselves out and you're probably not watching this video. I believe the precision comes from three factors. Number one is a good foundation in technique. And that really starts from your feet up. We'll go into some detail on that. The second is having a clear image in your head of where you want your instrument to actually be when it's in the skin and, importantly, where you don't want it to be. And finally, it's about being in the right mindset when you're actually injecting. So in terms of the fundamentals of injection technique, it's really about incredible stability. So I sometimes use the analogy of a sniper. If you watch someone who is sniping a target two miles away, they become incredibly still. They even control their breathing and the only part of their body that moves when they're ready to fire is their finger. That's the only bit of movement. That's real precision. Now, the same can apply to an injector. We need to leave all the movement, all the control down to the small dexterous muscles in our fingers and not be using any of the major muscles in your forearm, particularly your shoulder, and definitely not your back or your legs to inject with. So all of those major muscles need to be stabilized. Feet firmly on the floor, you can rest your pelvis, usually on the edge of the bed, and then rest your hand at the wrist level or pull your elbow in so that your hand is rested either on the patient or on the side of the bed. And the only component that we're trying to control are our fingers. That will give you the ability to be much more precise with smaller and intricate injections. The next thing to think about when you are in this physical position is where is your mind? So I've also learned this the hard way over the years that you cannot be a great injector if you're trying to think about many other problems at once. In particular, worried about running late, for example, or worried about what your patient is saying or some conversation you're having with them. You can do all those things, but you cannot do it at the moment of injection. You need to zone yourself out of all the noise that happens in a, no in a normal clinic and get straight into just that precise injection when the time comes. It takes practice and a mental discipline to close off all the other thoughts and distractions at the point of execution, but it's an essential component to being precise regularly. The good news is that it's actually quite a euphoric and peaceful place to be. When my clinic is busy, I can lose myself in the moment of injecting. I do tend to run late, unfortunately, but your world is simple in this moment. It's a state that you can leave the complexities of life behind and only think about the execution of your plan. But there's one more and probably the most important piece that we need to lay on top of these two fundamentals. If you consider another very intricate task of threading cotton through the eye of a needle, your mind must become fixated on the detail. Those tiny strands of fiber that you don't initially see when you first try and complete the task become an obstacle. And then you start to increase your resolution, you see more of the detail and you, you change your technique in order to eventually achieve the task. To the outside world, it may not be clear how much detail is being used to achieve the goal. And this is exactly the same with good injection technique. 
it's possible for anyone to replicate the approximate movements and injection points of a simple technique. But what the observer cannot see is the tiny thoughtful adjustment, the angles, the depths, the entry points, the volumes that someone who is consistently applying detailed anatomical knowledge to optimize the variables will use to control the impact on their patient in terms of safety and efficacy of the injections. Really good injectors have busy but logical minds at the point of injections. They are sequentially going through the anatomical and the aesthetic components to keep their patients safe and get those results. Let's consider some examples to make these, uh, these concepts more real. So the vertical injection that I saw on Instagram that could actually be the type of patient who may warrant a vertical injection, but the injection was done so fast and at an angle that I could see meant that the needle tip was ending up more in the body of the lip than in the more superficial plane. And some of the injections were different because it was done fairly rapidly. So the risk here, as that injection was going in, it was relatively steep. So we're initially the needle is passing through the vermilion part of the lip, but then heading deeper towards the body of the lip, also more closely to where the arteries tend to lie, which is underneath the orbicularis oris muscle. So that small shift in angle to the untrained eye invisible starts to change how I feel about that injection. And you, you will all have this once you get a good mental model in your mind, you will start to get that instinct of when it's going off course into a more dangerous place. And that's exactly what you're actually aiming to do is to create that emotional response when you're off-piste, essentially. And this is what I was noticing in that particular case. I'm imagining that this comes about through someone replicating a movement rather than understanding the detail that they're trying to use to govern the position of their needle tip. Small angles mean even with a vermilion entry point, you can end up near the artery. When you're picturing that, it's obvious. When you're not picturing it and you're only picturing vertical injections, it's quite easy to go off course and not notice it. This is not easy, it's intricate work and it does take a lot of mental effort to think about your needle following that course parallel to the anterior wall of the vermilion part of the lip and not going too deep or not going too superficial. It's not something you can do quickly when you're doing it well. It takes time and it takes a lot of mental effort to just focus on that. What I'm picturing if I ever do a vertical injection is the anterior wall of the mucosa and the artery posteriorly under the muscle and then I'm threading the needle into that space staying parallel to the surface of the lip at the same depth. The same applies to a horizontal injection. If you're diving deeper as you go in, you're getting closer to the artery. You're possibly going through the muscle as opposed to just being superficial to it. Depth control is one of those areas every injector must develop a high resolution understanding of. And this is particularly important in the lips where we have a few millimeters distance between our injection points and the superior and inferior labial arteries. Let's consider some other areas where precise injection might make a critical difference. Something as simple, for example, as injecting the frontalis. The injection of the frontalis is actually a simple injection because each injection is similar you just replicate them across the forehead. And it's actually quite easy because once you have the correct layout, which is actually the hardest part of injecting the frontalis, there are no other muscles or structures nearby that we need to be particularly afraid of. So my understanding for many years has actually been that we should be aiming for the surface of the muscle itself. So certainly not for the dermis and I don't like touching the bone. So I'm trying to get the toxin on top of the muscle. Now you can feel this as you inject because there is a resistance as you pass through the connective tissue in the dermis. You will feel it being 
difficult and then suddenly becomes easy as you enter the hypodermis. If you go just a little bit further into that, you're going to be hopefully on the top layer of the frontalis where most of the nerves are. Potentially you'll be a little bit into the frontalis, but it should be an efficient place to place your product and you won't have to go all the way through the muscle risking minor injury to the muscle or, or additional bruising and then also potentially um, just dulling your needle and having that, that additional discomfort for the patient. Now, if you're in the dermis, you should know that straight away because as you inject, you should see the skin blanch and it's also a more painful injection injecting into the dermis because I believe the pressure that's caused by that injection in that dense connective tissue is felt by the patient. Now, it does take experience to sense these levels, but look out for it. Really start to feel what you can with the resistance in your needle at different levels and you can pick up quite a lot of information that's particularly useful. This is also something I recommend if you are injecting tear troughs with a needle. Uh, also, uh, the zygoma, if you're injecting cheeks, you can actually, with practice, sense the curvature of the bone with gentle taps of your needle. And that can give you a really important piece of information, both in terms of safety, but also in terms of where the apex of the bone is. And this will give you additional effect for less effort in certain areas of the face. But it all comes down to that tiny amounts of detail and precision that you can get by using your needle as a sensory tool, not just a delivery mechanism. Next, let's consider the orbicularis oculi muscle. So injecting here requires high resolution awareness of the thickness of the skin and the hypodermis and the muscle. New injectors so often will stick the needle in fully or halfway into the cheek and it feels secure for them, I believe, because I think most injections in clinical medicine are not intradermal. They're certainly not, not at the level that you would inject the orbicularis oculi if you're being efficient. The truth is this is some of the thinnest skin in your body and underneath that is a very, very tiny layer of fat and then you have the muscle. So injecting orbicularis oculi should be a very superficial injection. If you go any deeper than you need to, you're essentially injecting into the fat underneath the muscle and if you go deep enough, you may even reach the origin of the zygomaticus major and that's a very bad side effect from treating the muscle around the eye is that you then get a droopy smile. So this all comes down to your 3D anatomy and knowing how the depth changes all the different things you're going through as the needle is passing, which then enables you to make an intelligent decision about how precise you need to be to get maximum benefit with minimum risk. It really is only two millimeters under the skin, very superficial. Once this is in your head, you will do it naturally and you'll see other people injecting deeply and think, why are they going so deeply? It really should trigger you to, to feel uncomfortable when your anatomy is built into your understanding in, in such a, uh, an emotional way. Let's consider another injection point, which is the temples. So when you're injecting the temple, we are trying to hide the shadow that is cast by the temple crest. That's the aesthetic indication. And we're trying to do this with minimal risk, which means we need to be deep enough to avoid the superficial artery, the superficial temple artery, and then superior and medial enough to avoid the deep temple arteries. And we also don't want to be pushing on that thin bone, particularly near the terion, where you could in theory pass a needle through that thin bone into the, into the cranium, which would be a terrible thing to do. So all of those things should be going on in your mind and altering the angle as you inject. So Good injectors are thinking of all those things simultaneously, adjusting depth, position, and angle of entry so that if they were to go too deep, they wouldn't cause a risk and that they're deep enough to avoid the more superficial risk of the artery. These are, these are the types of pieces of information that start to govern your precise injection techniques. 
These are just a few of the many injections that we need to know, and I can't cover them all today, but I always say to my students that repeating an injection step-by-step step, like a parrot is actually easy, but the best injectors understand how every subtle change in angle, depth, volume, and entry point alters the patient's experience, the risk, or the aesthetic result, and this knowledge becomes like an invisible hand that can start to guide you when you're injecting. As a trainer, I quickly learned that I needed to justify all the variables to the people who would ask questions while I was injecting. No longer was it okay for me to repeat unconsciously something I'd learned from someone else. I needed a reason. Take any injection that you do and ask yourself, are my variables a habit or a product of a fundamental principle that I'm applying? What happens if I move the needle superiorly or laterally or come to it from a completely different angle? Every change makes a potential impact that we need to understand. So becoming as precise as possible with justification of for every element that you control, you become able to treat more of the face with more confidence and you, that confidence is apparent to your patients too. Along with this is the idea that you should never just simply copy injection techniques. So one of the bad things about copying someone maybe on a YouTube video is that you don't have the same understanding that they've got. You need to understand the justification for those movements and the precision that you simply cannot see without that level of training. Instead, you can, of course, observe and understand and then reproduce while you think about those important variables which efficiently make your patients more beautiful with minimum risk. If you're not a trainer yourself, you can always explain to your patients. It's an easy way to deepen your understanding and broaden your confidence while also building trust with them. So I'm interested, do you find your patients are interested when you try and explain to them how your technique works? Do they like to hear about the things you're doing to keep them safe? I suspect the type of patients that we actually want are very interested in the extra effort you're putting in as an injector. So let me know in the comments um, how much teaching you give your patients. I'd be interested to hear. Um, if you've enjoyed this show, don't forget to give us a like and of course subscribe and we'll see you next week.